Welcome to the Factal Forecast, a look at the week's biggest stories and what they mean from the editors at Factal. I'm Jimmy Levis. Today is December 15th, and in this week's forecast, we've got elections in both Tunisia and Paraguay, the World Cup final, an immigration policy set to expire in the United States, and a look at the drought in Argentina. You can also read about these stories and more in our weekly newsletter, which you can find a link to in the show notes. Tunisia will hold parliamentary elections on Saturday. That, despite the opposition calling it undemocratic. The election comes by way of a new constitution that was passed in July by a referendum. That was a move that many say consolidates powers into President Kais Saied's hands. Hundreds have recently protested the upcoming election, calling the vote illegitimate. Multiple political parties and opposition groups have promised to boycott it. Now, Tunisia is where the 2011 Arab Spring uprisings began, and the country's Jasmine Revolution led to significant democratization. If Saturday's election, which is expected to see low turnout, brings more Syed loyalists into the fold, it could mark the latest step in the president's consolidation of power. It could also be another sign Tunisia is sliding back into authoritarianism. Paraguay will hold a primary election on Sunday. Political parties will choose their candidates for the April 2023 general election. A total of 43 parties and movements are holding their primaries simultaneously. The list of candidates includes renowned politicians, including several former ministers, current President Mario Abdo Benitez, and his predecessor, Horatio Cartes. Now, more than 4.8 million party members and affiliates will elect both presidential and vice-presidential candidates for the upcoming general election, as well as senators, deputies, governors, and department heads. As for logistics, more than 11,000 polling stations will be set up around the country. What's more, voter capacity at each polling station had to be increased after a fire at the Supreme Electoral Court destroyed more than 7,000 electronic voting machines and killed one person in late September. Argentina will face France in the final of the 2022 FIFA World Cup on Sunday. It will take place at Qatar's Luceo Stadium as the first tournament held in the Middle East comes to a close. Argentina reached the final after a shaky start that included a loss to Saudi Arabia during group play. That was considered one of the biggest upsets in tournament history. But they rebounded, with wins over the Netherlands and Croatia. Meanwhile, France will try to become the first side since Brazil in 1962 to win back-to-back World Cups after knocking off Morocco in the semifinals. Now, the winning team will lift the World Cup trophy in front of the sport's largest global audience, and large-scale celebrations can be expected regardless of the champion. Whoever wins, their title reign will be shorter than usual as the next World Cup will be held across 16 cities in the United States, Canada, and Mexico in summer of 2026. The United States Title 42 immigration policy is set to end on Wednesday. Title 42 was first used by former President Donald Trump's administration during the coronavirus pandemic. It allows the government to turn away asylum seekers on the U.S.-Mexico border by citing health care concerns. While immigration and human rights advocates have criticized the use of the rule, current President Joe Biden has continued using the law to stabilize the growing influx of migration. In mid-November, a federal judge said Title 42's usage for immigration concerns was arbitrary and capricious and accepted a five-week delay in striking it down in order to prepare for the expected increases. 
Now, the end of border expulsions will set off a domino effect and will inevitably challenge the U.S. government in facing its legal immigration policy and rhetoric once again. What's more, with the number of undocumented crossings at the border already near record highs, at an average of 7,500 per day, these numbers could rise significantly with the lifting of Title 42. And that has some lawmakers on both sides of the aisle scrambling to reach an immigration deal before Republicans take control of the House in January. Our last item for this forecast is on the drought in Argentina. For more on that, I spoke with fellow editor Jeff Lancet. Hello, Jeff. Hi, Jimmy. You know, Jeff, Argentina has been in the news a lot lately, but that's mostly because they're just a few days away from playing in the World Cup final. You're here today to tell us about the other big news in Argentina. What do you got for us? Yeah, so talking about the drought and not necessarily the World Cup drought for them, uh, this is actually the third consecutive year of dry conditions for Argentina's heartland. Uh, It has led to some of the worst farming in generations. Uh, We've heard from some farmers in their 70s or 80s who say they can't remember anything like this. Uh, And then, you know, this year is said to be the most damaging so far. Are droughts a common problem in Argentina? Is there something making conditions worse this year? Yeah, it's not unheard of, but uh, this year and the past few years have been uh, due to the ongoing La Nina weather phenomenon. Uh, That brings drier weather and cooler temperatures to South America. What are some of the issues you're seeing from the drought? So the drought, outside of not providing enough food, it's exacerbated some of the economic issues for these farmers. Uh, They are dealing with high export levies. And Sorry not to interrupt, but they're kind of a big deal in agriculture, right? Argentina is the world's top exporter of processed soy oil and uh, meal and the number three for corn. Uh, And so now corn planting has progressed at its slowest pace in six years. Uh, Argentina also accounts for a large portion of the world's wheat exports. So the lack of wheat could cost the country billions of dollars. Well, besides just hoping for rain, what else do you think folks should be watching for? So this comes at probably the worst possible time when the world needs more wheat than ever because of the grain that's been lost because of the war in Ukraine. Uh, The scarcity of wheat worldwide will actually uh, increase prices globally more than likely. So that is something to keep an eye on when you go to the grocery store. Well, I think we'll leave it there for today. Thank you for your time. Appreciate you catching us up to speed. No problem. Take care. One final note for you, with the holiday and the new year coming up, the podcast will be off for a couple of weeks. So our next podcast will be out January 4th. In the meantime, be sure to follow us on Twitter, where we'll still be posting breaking news. And as always, thank you for listening to The Factual Forecast. Please subscribe and review wherever you find your podcasts. We'd love it if you'd consider telling a friend about us. Today's episode was produced with work from Factual Editors Irene Viora, David Wiley, Jaime Kai Moreno, and me, Jimmy Lovis. Our interview featured editor Jeff Lancet, and our music comes courtesy of Andrew Gosby. Until next time, if you have any feedback, suggestions, or events we missed, drop us a note by emailing hello at factual.com.